Hello. It's, it's been like three years. Yeah, has it been that long since I saw you yesterday? <laughs> uh, a lot. A lot has happened. Yes, quite quite a bit has happened since. One one thing you should notice immediately is we sound a whole lot better. No, not really, but <laughs> a better quality. Yeah. And we're still a shiny turd is still a turd. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> but we have nice nice microphones and recording equipment. Yeah, we have like real stuff, soundboard and everything. Now, if I just knew how to actually properly use it. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. No, no, it's not. There's way too many knobs. I just want to start messing with them. Oh, I don't, please. I actually have my voice sound where I like to sound my voice. Liar. <clears throat> oh. Sorry. Anyway. Um, so, we have uh, both upgraded our gear significantly since the last uh, time that we've talked. Uh, Josh, do you want to talk about yours first? Because you got yours before I got mine. Yes. Um, I bought a um, Skytech. Yeah, Skytech. Skytech um, pre-built laptop, uh, PC tower. Um, off of Amazon for about about eight hundred dollars. Just after tax time, I dropped the money on it. Um, I should have brought up my my stats. Why didn't you remind me to do that? Because I'm just doing that right now. That's why I already <laughs> That's pushed. Why you threw me under the bus, isn't it? Yep. Um. All right, so I'll talk about mine first, I guess. Mine is an Asus ROG Republic of Gamers gaming laptop um, that is the 2017 one, because that's when I bought it. Um, it's the GL702VI. It's virtual reality ready. It's a, uh, the graphics card in it is a 1080 modded with a 8 gigs dedicated RAM and a, uh, I think it's overcharged or whatever it is. Overclocked. Overclocked. No, no, that's that's your processor. That's a processor. I didn't even know what I was listening. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. My <laughs> processor is also overclocked, though. Um, but that's a uh, an i9 Intel Core processor. In it. I love this thing. It's stupid. Um, I like it a lot. It lights up. It also has the coolest cooling system I've ever read about. So, if you flip over the laptop onto the bottom, you can see a clear panel that has all these, like, honeycomb-looking sort of things in it. And the way it works, it has a highly volatile chemical in there that jumps back and forth between being a gas and liquid easily. That's what that means. It's not like it's going to kill everyone. But, um, so it jumps back and forth between those, the two states and actually cools off the battery way more than any fan does. So my fans almost never turn on, even though I'm running, like, three or four games at once, like Fallout and League and Path of Exile, all at the same time, not a problem. So, very recommend this laptop. So, oh, I also have 64 um, RAM in it because I have upgraded it. So, it can do anything. Got the Nivea 10, mine's got the Nivea 1060, uh, three, uh, three gigs uh, dedicated. It's got an AMD FX eighty three fifty. Okay. Processor. Very generic motherboard eight. Asrock. Oh. Asrock. Asrock. Hey. If it works, it works. Um. I haven't had a problem with it. It it suits my needs. 
Um, I wish I had a little bit more RAM in it, but that's very doable on upgrading, but it's loud. Yes, he has the loudest fans I've ever heard in a computer. It is loud. Um, like, it, it is fine right now because it's only running the recording equipment right now, but if I was running any type of game, it would be loud, loud as hell. Because, you know, right now it's just got the front fans going. Once the other fans kick on, it's just it's loud. I need, I need to fix that. Yeah, you need to find some sort of dampening or just quieter fans. I replace those fans. I don't know think about replacing the fans either that I was going to steal some foam from work. I'd be worried about overheating at that point. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Because, yes, it's quieter, but... Mm, What's the... <laughs> there's no payoff you, you, on that. You're stopping the whole point of the fans at that point. I was, I was more just, you know, referring to making like, like a cabinet around it and sand, sound dampening the cabinet. That's interesting. But still leave, like, the back of the cabinet open yep. so, you know, there's still airflow. Yeah. Um, hmm, that's interesting. So, um, the other thing, talking about gear that we've been getting is, we'll talk a little bit about Loot Crate. Oh, mine is oh, also VR-ready. Yes. Neither of us have a VR rig. No, we don't. I, I, re <laughs> I really want to get one, though. Work has one. I know they do. You told me, and you got to play with it. Uh, I did it for a very short amount of time. It's still playing with it. I, I did the um, Microsoft Store playing around with one. Yep. The Oculus, correct? I believe it's the Oculus, yes. Um, if I went with one, I'd probably end up going with the View Vive. Whichever one um, Steam recommends. It's the only one that Steam actually has a page for. Vive. Vive. V-I-V-E. Yes. I believe it's pronounced Vive. I um, spelled it for you. So good enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that will be coming down the list, and then hopefully we'll have some like VR segments. And I want to see VR games that get ported from, like, Wii, the original Wii games, ported over to VR. Because those are similar technology, like, levels that you can actually realistically handle easily yep. in a VR world. And those games would be fun in VR. Could you imagine Mario Kart VR? Oh, my God. <laughs> now, I will get, we'll I'll talk later what really made me really want to do VR. Yes. We will get to that uh, later, though. Um, nice little loop. So, moving on to... Uh, the loot Crate. The Loot Crate, right. We want to talk a little bit about Loot Crate real quick first. Yes, I just got last month. Um, I f Which was March 2018. Yes, March 2018, thank you. <laughs> um, and I don't remember what the overall theme was. Adventure. Adventure. Really? Mm-hmm. How's The Simpsons tie into that? Isn't The Simpsons game The Adventure? Like, Simpsons Adventure is not the name of the game. Oh, no, it's Road Trip. Yeah. There's a couple of them, though. Okay. Um, I don't know. So, regardless, um, I got it from, I got the adventure one from last month. It came with a little statue of Sonic chasing Mer after some uh, golden rings, obviously. Um, it came with a keychain, mystery keychain type of thing. You know, it's in a little box in a bag. And there's, like, four or five different ones you could get, um... It's Simpsons. I ended up with the slushy. Uh, you could also get like the Duff beer, and I think like the, the that three-eyed goldfish was one. Yep. 
Um, there was a couple different ones. I ended up with the selection, like I said. Um, the thing that made me want to get it was this month included a D&D figurine that's technically a dice holder, a D20 holder. It comes with its own little D20 on it, and it's a uh, red dragon. Yeah, that's not bad. It was one off of the twenty two. Um, so you know, it's really cool. And, you know, it's it is it is a D and D figurine. And it's two scale, so it will fit on your hex and square maps like correctly in proportion. It's pretty cool. Um, for D and D slash um, Stranger Things fans, there was twenty loot crates that had the Demigorgon, which is a very very cool epic looking figurine. And I'm, I am a Stranger Things fan. I did end up getting into that show, so I really wanted the Demi Gorgon figurine. Also, knowing the D and D level, I wanted it too. But, That'd be pretty epic. But I really wanted that, and I was I was a little disappointed when it opened my box and it wasn't in there. And the T-shirt he got was oh, and the T-shirt this month was Back to the Future. It is essentially the blueprints for the time machine for the DeLorean, which is really cool. And I'm jealous because I was supposed to get this last month as well, and I drop the ball but i'm getting this upcoming month's one which is called artifacts is what ties them all together it has to do with legend of zelda that's non-disclosed i don't know what it's gonna have i have a funny feeling that's gonna be the either the t-shirt or the pin i think that's what zelda's gonna have in there got the pin oh what'd you have for the pin the pin is the galaga ship and it's all 8 bitty looking and stuff. It's awesome. I loved Galaga as, a, as an NES game. Um, the uh, One of the other ones in the one I'm getting is a uh, Frodo figurine. It's not pop, but it is similar quality. Um, to Funko. Funko. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, and it looks like his he has Sting out. It looks like it actually glows. So I'm excited about that. I don't know if it glows in the dark. It looks like that's what they're hinting at. But it, it seems very cool. Um, it's also going to have Dark Crystal. It doesn't say what it's going to have. And what was the other one? Hold on. Oh. And the last month's box, while you're looking that up. Yes, um, last month's box. Anybody that gets the crate, you know that the box, the inside of the box is always something. That can be turned into something else. You, it's just what they do every month. This month's box, when you turn it inside out, it's an old school TV, which is really cool. Like complete, like in the back, it's got all the outlets and stuff. And it, it, no, it doesn't have all of them. It has the original cable. It looks like it has a white and red. That's it. Uh, there's one more next to it. Oh, what is that one from? I think it's still RCA or VGA. It just looks like it's different color scheme. Well, they used to white and red is only audio. Well, I have one that was from my dad's that was white and red only. One was the white was video, the oh, red really? was okay. audio. Okay, all right, I'm wrong. Uh, but the other one that's going to be coming in the loot crate is Marvel. Now Marvel. it's artifacts, and it's Marvel, and that leads me to think it's going to be something to do with an Infinity Stone. Of some sort is one of my yeah because that's where we're at now isn't it with the movies that that's I won Tesseract first well that's one of the Infinity Stones see I know nothing about Marvel yes I'm not I'm not a comic book person so Thanos T H A N O S okay Tesseract um 
I forgot the rest of them, but it all stands for each of them. Okay. Orb uh, is an O. I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, yes, I did the I did something off of their loot vault. Which loot vault is you know things that were left over from old crates that they didn't get chipped out. And I'm getting essentially a journal, but it's Game of Thrones, and it's got a silhouette of Melisande mm-hmm. on the front. And it says, the night is dark. It looks really good quality as well. It does. I, I can't wait for that to come in. And, oh, my, my deck up there right now. I'm also going to be getting a boatload of socks from there because they're like two bucks each. You and your socks. Dude, I like fun socks. <laughs> Alright. So, do I want to move on to the video game segment now? Yeah, we'll move on to video games. Alright. <clears throat> so, the first game that we want to be talking about, now that we have all these nice, fancy, strong, powerful computers... It's Town of Salem. <laughs> so physically demanding. <laughs> yeah. So Town of Salem, if you guys don't know, you might got, is might know the game. It's called Werewolf, where it's like a tabletop game, which is what it's based off, where everyone like closes their eyes and pounds on the table at night, and then you trade cards and go, oh, you're dead. Oh, nope, I'm immune. Oh, and you do stuff like that. Um, I do not know that's what that's based off. That's where it was inspired from. But I, I so many people cheat during the card game. That they're like, no, we're going to make this into a computer game so people can't cheat. That's cool. So, yeah. Um, it's made by local developers that are from Salem, Mass. They went through Salem High School. Yeah. I, I looked into this and I was very excited to learn about that. And in case you didn't know, we are from Massachusetts, so this yes. is really cool. <laughs> yeah. So we're helping, like, when we bought the game, it's like helping local developers. So I think that's really cool. It's all based in Salem. The whole point of the game is 15 people get thrown into a town. And then, depending on what your role is randomly given and assigned to you, you can, um, there's different objectives to try to win. There's three or four major factions, we'll call them. There's Town, there's Mafia, there's Coven, which is new. If you do the Coven DLC. And then there's, like, neutral roles or independent roles, like arsonist, serial killer, stuff like that. So the whole point of town is for the town to survive and kill all the evil people. Mafia wants all the town dead. So does the Coven and evil people. And so technically Coven and Mafia want each other dead as well. They can't win with each other. Correct. I was going to, yeah. All right. Um, so we've been playing this game for a while now. I have like something like 250 games under my belt at this point. It's pretty good. It's a very good game. I, I am terrible at this game. I am, my, my win-loss ratio is like, you know, 80 losses and 35 wins. Yeah, I'm roughly 50-50. And, now, and four draws. Yeah, I love I love four draws. I think those are fun. Um, So, uh, I was going to go over a little few tips and tricks of some of the different roles. But I want to start off with, um, Josh, what's, what's your preferred favorite role in Town of Salem? My favorite role in Town of Salem is actually Plague Bear. Okay, so do you want to give a quick synopsis as to what Plague Bearer does? So, Plague Bearer, you've got to, each night, you've got to infect one member of the town, or whatever, you know, everyone's just referred to as town, technically. Yes, Um, one member of the 15. Yes, and once the entire town is plagued, you become Pestilence, Horseman of the Apocalypse. Then, you've got to... Revisit everybody. Or have them visit you or visit the person you are also visiting. Yes. And kill everyone. 
You can't win with anybody but yourself. You have to kill everyone in town. How about survivors? Might be able to win with survivor. Because I feel like survivor the... just needs a survivor. I think you. Can I just... believe like survivor literally can win with anyone. Yes, I, I believe that's like the one exception, and that's just because that's survivor. Yes. Um, I I I like that. I love Plague Bear, but he's it's really difficult. It is very difficult because you don't know that you're plagued, but you do know once everyone becomes plagued and that there is pestilence. Then everyone's like, okay, guys, we got to find him. We got to kill him. And, and even like evil people are like, okay, we got to kill this guy. I actually picked up, technically didn't come, count as a uh, pestilence, as a plague bearer win, but I won as plague bearer a couple days ago. Now, there is another role called Amnesiac. And. You end up, once people start dying, you can choose a role to be. And Of the graveyard. Of the graveyard, yes. Um, and someone who was playing Plague Bearer died, so I chose to be the Plague Bearer. Mm-hmm. Again, that will come up. They knew, I was, they knew someone was Plague Bearer again. Because when the am- Amnesiac remembers what they are, it will say in the chat box, an Amnesiac remembered they are Plague Bearer, or Doctor, or whatever. Whatever. Um... So I did that, and everybody kind of just, you know, they're more worried about getting the serial killer on the uh, werewolf, and just kind of ignored ignored me, and it got down to the end, and we're like, rolls, and I, I claimed survivor. And they're like, okay. Okay, and then they hung the person who ended up being the werewolf, and they're just like, good game, guys, and it goes off, and it goes back to the house for the night, like, or not, and then, because at that point, there was three of us. And apparently two towns and myself. So like, oh, GG, game over. And then we went back to the house and was like, or not. And one of them left. And I'm like, okay. Because at that point I realized I was outnumbered by town and I was dead. No, you could kill one of them. I still had to plague one of them and then start killing them. Oh. Oh, you're still plague bearer. You weren't pestilence I yet. wasn't pestilence yet. Um, oh. The reason I won was because that person just decided to leave that night, just left the game. So I only had to play one person. There wasn't enough people to put me up to hang. Because it was just the two of you, and then the next night you killed them. Yep, and he he was a non-killing role, so. There you go. <clears throat> he realized, he's like, oh, hold my hand, please. So my favorite role is Arsonist. And I actually usually run scrolls for Arsonist. Now, you can run scrolls, and they... Increase your odds of becoming that role. It doesn't like guarantee it or anything like that, but it does increase your odds. No, I've been running the Plague Bear scrolls for six months, and I'm still sitting on three of them. I had two Arso games in a row because I had two. I had three scrolls of Arso. Oh yeah, my scrolls work for everything else. But um, so the other day I was playing arsonist, and the best thing to do as an arsonist, in my opinion, is to claim Survivor Night One, because if someone investigates you you come up the same as investigator the um arsonist and survivor are on the same list of investigator and sheriff for suspicious not suspicious so you can get away with that so that but you try to be quiet as long as possible and then then you say okay guys i'm survivor i just didn't want to claim because every time i claim you guys think oh he's a jester guys or he must be evil immediately lynch so if you throw that out there people are usually more relaxed about it it's a good technique I actually was playing the other day as uh, arsonist, and I got to the point where I didn't ignite anyone up until, like, 
three quarters of the way through the game and I ignited and there was only me and one other person left. I killed um, eight people in one night and got the achievement for killing five, but I didn't get it for ten. I'm like, oh, so close. <laughs> it was very good. And then they're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm like, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> Felt good. So I want to go over some tips for some other rules. For Jester, I'm seeing a lot of uh, people go out there and just try spamming shit, claiming wrong things. I mean, there's a lot of techniques out there for Jester. The only one that I find see that works is you wait until night two or night three, maybe night four if you have patience, and then you claim lookout. You wait on a you wait for a day that you see Mafia killed so and so, right? Say they killed John Smith. So what you do is you say I'm lookout. And then you give um, false information. Eventually, that might work as that because they're like, oh, fuck you, all that shit. But um, executioner works the same way. If you claim fault, if you claim lookout after night three or so and say so and so killed, visited, you will get them almost every single time on night two or night three. After mafia kill or serial killer kill, you'd be like, I saw them go there. It'll work. Um, and then survivor, I do suggest claiming night one, day one, just like survivor claim, guys. And then I saw I started doing this myself. Is daily reminders, guys. Daily reminder, I'm survivor. Can win with anyone. Just leave me alone. So that's my perspective of uh some some roles from town you know what role i actually got two games in a row the other day what's that spy 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 is lame yeah now. they nerfed spy spy used to work so that you'd be able to hear all whispers and at night be able to listen to the mafia they got rid of both of those things i don't think that all they can see is who who mafia visited at night you see who mafia and coven visit That's not nearly as useful as hearing, in my opinion. No, it's not. Especially if you're only doing a regular game and you're not doing Coven game. You're mm -hmm. only seeing Mafia at that point. Unless if Witch is still counted. Because Witch is normal. Right. But. I don't think so. Alright, so... Did you want to talk about Doom now? Yes. All right. So if you've listened to me before, you know I'm a big Doom fan. Um, and, oh, what, a year, two years ago now? Yeah, about. Um, they came, they've rebooted Doom again. Yes. Um, now, Doom 3, in my opinion, and I know a couple of people, Doom 3 was awful. It tried to go with a story and over... And not as much on the fighting the enemies. I mean, it was there and everything, but you had cutscenes and story and PDAs you had to find. And it just wasn't as fun. This Doom, again, just called Doom, went back to the original style with the run gun You can't stand still. There's really no, like, you, know, you can't stand up on a platform and snipe down. Because monsters will, in most areas, but especially if you're in by a nest, will just keep spawning. 
you have if you're buying nests, you have to destroy the nests mm-hmm. for them to stop spawning. That makes um, sense. They added in a melee ability, and they refer to them as uh, glory kills. Um, once you get the enemy to a certain point, they'll start flashing, and you can go in for a glory kill, and it's pretty badass. And when you do that, they will drop um, health. So it is very worth doing uh, glory kills. Not to mention it's really fun to just be running around shooting things and then all of a sudden, you know, punching one in the face and just going over the next one. Um, You can upgrade the armor and stuff through um, uh, drones you find in certain levels. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other dead marines have armor upgrades too. Um, the guns have different upgrades. Right now I have explosive shots on my uh, shotgun. Um, there's a infinite recharge for the pistol. All different types of things. Each one has a different two or three um, tree you can mm-hmm. do for each gun. Um, one thing I should probably mention is you are the same Doom Marine. Mm-hmm. From the original games. Oh, that's cool. But the sto- story-wise, it's 20 years later. So he's old. Um, you've basically been frozen in time. Oh, that's interesting. Um, they're going. They're they're on Mars again, mm-hmm. and they're digging and they're starting to find these artifacts from the original games. They found your suit, and then they found you in like a sarcophagus, and. As they're doing tests on you and all hell's breaking loose, all of a sudden you wake up. Um, each level has two hidden things in it. Okay. Um, Which are? Essentially a pop vinyl mission, Doom Guy, that will have different colors. Um, examples of just pink Doom Guy, gold, vault boy. Um... There's a Skyrim-looking one, too, because it, they just start playing off with uh, other Bethesda titles as yep. well. Um, and the other one is there's a secret room. There's normally a um, level you got to find, and then somewhere in the nearby vicinity, it opens a door. Mm-hmm. And that room is 95's gra- graphics, and it's an old Doom or Doom 2 level. And once you find that room, back on the uh, main screen menu, you can play through that level with that Doom character you have now. The enemies and you are now graphics, but the, but level... the level is old school. That's interesting. It is. It, it's it's weird. If you've played the Wolfenstein games, um, Wolfenstein did it. Um, when you went upstairs in the hideout, there was a spot you could lay down and rest. And you basically did the first level of Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, that's pretty cool. But same process. The enemies and you and your weapons are all now graphics, but it's the original level. I think that's that's pretty cool Easter egg. Yeah. So while we're on the topic of Bethesda, <laughs> do we want to move on to Fallout 4? Sure. All right. <clears throat> So, also, that has been released since last time we recorded was uh, Fallout 4. 
which is particularly special to us because we're from the area. In fact, my town is a location for it, and Josh's is not. And there, to be fair, fair to the conversation, we are right next to each other. Yes, yes. Now, our, our towns are touching. Now, here's the other thing. His town, to my town's north, is included. Carl, who you also know from the show, his town, to our west, is in there. Um... Uh, Joel's fiance's yep. Saugus, Saugus is to our west, and that's there. And the town to our south is also there. Not that Renfield. Malden. Malden. Oh, Malden no. Station's in there. Yeah, Malden Station's in there. Yep. So. All around, Josh. All four are there, but Mars is not. Yep. I, 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 take, like that cam- I take that contamination cha- uh, shed. And like, that's Melrose. It makes sense. It makes sense. Garbage. <laughs> uh, so, one of the things I'd like to talk about specifically with Fallout 4 and our computers is our computers can run Fallout 4 the way it was meant to with mods, with increased graphics, with out it crashing. Yeah, my, my computer can run it at um, ultra high. Yes, as, as is mine. As can your laptop, yeah. yeah. That wasn't really a question. <laughs> Um, originally I did have a tower when the game first came out and I burnt through two graphics cards trying just to play the game on like normal settings. To, to be fair. Oh, okay. We so, did... no, well, I burnt out the first one that way. Then the second one, we, uh, we started command consoling and we, we murdered it. <laughs> yeah. We, we burnt that graphics card out. It was a 970 GX, GTX NVIDIA graphics card and i tried to play fallout 4 but we used the what was that broadside um no it was the broadside skin but it was a cut weapon that was just called nuke yes it was, it was not a mini nuke it was just a regular nuke and i had god mode on and we we're like and then it was like and then it just kind of froze and we're like oh we just ramped oh no reload so we just like 10 shots and the whole screen went white. The sound cut out. I had to restart my computer, and my graphics card never worked <laughs> the same again. So, if you want to destroy a graphics card, <laughs> that is how I would suggest destroying one. Or testing, I suppose, because this can handle it. I think I don't. I haven't tried. I'm afraid. <laughs> um, I had it for the Xbox One. Yes. Before I had my tower. Yes. And again, if you if you listen to this show, if you listen to the show before this that we did, The Basement, mm-hmm. I have said for a while that um, mods don't belong on console. I agree. Across the board. And don't get me wrong, I was as a console player, I was excited that we got mods. I was curious to see how they handled them and that they handled them exactly as I expected. Exactly how I Very did. well. Now, on the console, you were limited... To two gigs worth of mods. Now, depending on what you you use mods for, that could just be one. There are mods that are significantly larger than that. Yeah. Like the mod that you can put New Vegas into Fallout 4. Yes. That's going to be significantly larger than two gigs. Um, I started having problems. I had one mod that I really loved. Uh, greener? Greener. Greener Wasteland. And it added foliage. It just made 
everything greener, had more life in the plants and all that stuff. It was a pretty cool mod. I enjoyed that one as well. Um, but that, on top of, I had some more music ones. I had a skin for my pit boy. Mm-hmm. I all of a sudden started freezing, crashing left and right. Yep. And that's pretty much when I gave up on the console. console. And put the money towards the tower and bought Fallout 4 and all the DLC for the PC, and I have not had a problem. The only problem I have right now is I moved where my Steam library is, so my mods are all screwed up. Because my mods don't know... The mod manager doesn't know what the game is right now. Because they were on my external. Yep. And I moved uh, them to the, to the, the physical base. hard drive. Yep. I've just got to... Uh, Reallocate it. Reallocate it, yeah. And that will be fine. Yep. Uh, do you have a favorite mod? Have you played with too many mods before yet? Oh, I've played with a ton of mods before. So, this is terrible, but my absolute favorite mod for Fallout 4 is Dog Says Fuck. <laughs> yes. So, it, it, it is an explicit mod, but instead of dog meat barking, every once in a while he just go, Fuck! And it's the funniest mod I think there is. And that one is probably my favorite mod. Um, like I said, the Greener Wasteland is one of my favorites. But one of the other ones I really enjoy, and it's just a small one. It, it's my skin for I have for my Pip-Boy. Mm-hmm. Now, with Far Harbor, they added a new beverage called Vim. Vim is based on the real-world... Soda, Moxie. Correct. Which I really enjoy. Many people hate it. Um, but I have a skin for my Pip-Boy that is Vim. Because I like Moxie, so I, live, I like the Vim thing. I also really fanboyed out with uh, Fallout 4. One time. Um, Good Neighbor. Mm-hmm. Good Neighbor is in Scully Square. Yes. Now... If you've ever been to Boston and rode the T system, you know our payment system. No, the trolley cards are called trolley cards. Yes, it, it's exactly what you think. It's like a credit card that is trolley card, and then you use it at the the turnstiles that are actually this little door zippy thingies. Now, trolley is a reference to an old folk song, Charlie on the MTA. So. I was really hoping that would be referenced, or the song would be in the game. Yeah, no, that song does it, like, totally fit. It, it's it's more friendly. It's the from the right time period because it is from the fifties. And I mean, they used to have they have metro passes, so they co totally could have played with that whole lore thing while that that was going on. But they totally dropped the ball. I feel. Yes. Now, when I got to Good Neighbor, and found out that Scully Square Station, which is referenced in the song. Mm -hmm is a location and there's a bar down there and i'm like oh there has to be a reference there has to be and yes the bartender's name in scully at the bar at scully square is charlie oh that's good i i freaked out i i fanboyed so hard on that i ended up i ran downstairs like dad <laughs> oh you want to one of the things i fanboyed hard about what? when that first came out so my, my grandfather's passed since last time i reported both my grandparents have passed but that's beside the point um but this game came out before that and the gelatin 
or I believe that they call it mass fusion in the game is actually in there. And I I loaded it up and I showed it to him. I, I forget. I don't think it's mass fusion building. That's a different one. But anyway, I loaded up the build. I forget what it got, it's called in Fallout Four. And I actually walked around, and Apo got to walk around his old building. And I was, they did a pretty good job with this. That's awesome. So that was a pretty cool thing. I fanboy pretty hard about that. that that's because, pretty cool. Like, he he worked there like forty years ago. So for him to be able to see it in the game in the three D atmosphere yep. like that, that's pretty unique. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, moving on, to my terrible attempt at a DM. Yes. Um, I found online a Fallout pen and paper game. I found the rule book and all that. I ended up getting it printed out and have a physical copy of it. And I tried to run a D&D campaign. So one of the first things I would like to point out to you guys, it's not a D20 system, it's a D100 system. Yes. And it works backwards. It works very backwards. Um... The lower the number you roll, the better. I just, just, okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you go ahead, talk about your campaign. Um, so basically, I took Fallout New Vegas, um, post story. Kari is trying to rebuild America, and he's tasking, um, the party with you know trying to get other towns and whatnot to join up and actually form a state country whatever society that works in tandem with each other and all the different factions and stuff it's a very very cool idea and it went to shit on day one <laughs> yes so um where do you want to start um well let's give a little bit of background i i expanded the strip yeah. I added in I added in two or three more hotels. Uh two more. Two more. The Exc I did the Excal, which is based on the Excalibur. Yep. And And Oh no, you did three cuz then you also did the I uh, did the Luxor, but I called it um Pharaoh's Tomb. And then the, the you gave Caesar's Palace one. The palace, yes. The palace. Which made sense because of Kaiser's Legion. Yeah, there was a Caesar's Palace casino. I don't know why they didn't do that. Right, right. Um, basically, I had um, remnants of Caesar's Legion take over that hotel. Shortly. Shortly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Excal was won by the Lannisters from Game of Thrones. Yes, essentially, which That's is that. pretty cool. I I was just started watching Game of Thrones when we did this, and I was I was late to the party on Game of Thrones. But Not as late as my parents. They're only on season two right now. Oh, really? Yeah, they they're watching it yesterday. I thought I thought that was one of the shows. Oh no, it was Walking Dead. You watched with them? Yeah, I used to watch with them. Yeah. Um. So Jamie Lannister and Tyrion ran that, and then Pharaoh's tomb. I believe I had like the jackals and the fiends and stuff kind of team up, and they were running that one. Yeah. So. Do you want to talk about how... I want you to describe how I took over your casino. <laughs> so... Oh, let me explain Jimmy first. Okay. Alright, so I made little Jimmy. I noticed that ghouls have a higher than average luck according to the rules. So you can have higher than 10. 
So I dumped everything into luck and made him an unarmed character that has an outrageous luck. Well, this game was very, very, very poorly balanced. And if you do that, you become pretty much unkillable and you kill everything. Because you crit like crazy. Oh, yeah. So, I decide that um, I'm going to go into their casino and I'm going to get myself banned from them and get myself comped to Rome for them to hopefully win their money back or whatever. Because that's what they do. So I went in and I won like an outrageous amount of money within like five minutes. Immediately got picked up by security and be like, hey, come with us. I'm like, okay, let's go talk. So I go up there and I wait for the boss to come in. I go to talk, shake the hand of the boss. I'll explain the whole thing. It's easier. And I rolled an unarmed attack and I crit on him. So what I ended up doing was like a grappling move where I took his hand and spun him around and held it behind him. And I dislocated his arm completely at that point. Yeah, you critted. Yeah, I, I crit for that. So, then another guy came running in with a machete, because he was part of, like, Caesar's Legion guys, so they had the machetes. So, he tried to swing at me. So, I rolled to try to see if I could block the sword with the arm of the guy who I just, like, overpowered, the boss. And that was also a crit, right? No, uh, no. No, the, the other the guy... The machete attack was... This... The machete attack was a crit fail, correct? Something like that. Yeah, it was a really poor roll. So we ended up, and then it was like max damage. So we lopped off the guy's arm. So then I proceeded to kill everyone in the room with that guy's arm. It was it was amazing. We couldn't decide if it was an unarmed attack or not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I took over a casino in about an hour. Meanwhile, uh, the yes. rest of the party was off getting Caesar's Legion armor. And they're gonna try and sneak in. They get in there, and everyone's dead. <laughs> and Jimmy's already like, "I right, take care of it, guys." They're waving the arm around. <laughs> yeah, and then um, one of the other characters in it that was like a gunslinger ghoul ended up dying from an overdose from trying to prep, running into that fight. No chance. Or no, no. Um, what's his face? The ghoul. Yeah, no, I can't remember what you named him. He died from, uh... Yeah, but... Yeah, the random roll. Yeah. The lucky roll, but... Uh, in theme, you don't just randomly just die. You took a ton <laughs> of drugs. So that's what... In my head. Head cannon. That's what he died from. Okay. Overdosing. Um, Time frame was right. I'm gonna do a little side note here. This is something I found the other day. Mm -hmm. uh, I found a website where you can design your own D&D minifigures. Really? Yes. And How much are they? Uh, it depends on what your options are and oh, that's pretty cool. what finish you go with. Um, but you can do, because it's not just D&D, &D, you can do, like, uh, modern. Yep, so Warhammer 40k stuff and that. There's a You can choose to mount yourself on a motorcycle at one point, on one of the options. Yeah. And I, I essentially made him when I was playing around with it. You can get, like, biker uh, jacket. Oh, that's you so cool. You can make cool. a ghoul, essentially, a zombie. Yep, and you can. I put him on a motorcycle. I'm like, it's Joel's character. That is so cool. And I'm like, this this is awesome. Yeah, they show me that side. After I this. will. I will. Um, Hero Forge, I believe, is the name of it. Hero Forge. Oh, I'll look into that. It, it is. I definitely. Anybody that plays tabletops, I would suggest doing this if you. If you're dedicated. If it, you're dedicated enough, and I mean, it, I think that one was like thirty four. That's not too bad, actually. If like, if you wanted your own PC. That's pretty cool. So I, it's 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 reasonable. Oh yeah. 
So speaking of D and D, we're gonna. T- I want to talk about um, specifically Fantasy Grounds real quick, which is a online mm, pathway, whatever you want to call it. It's a program that allows you to play with your buddies D and D over the internet. So basically, one part. Well, the way that we did it is, I have the Ultimate Edition. So I can host a game, and then anyone who has a free account, which is like a 10-second thing to sign up for, you can jump into my game, and then I'll give you a character, and then you can play D&D. So um, we, we started doing that. We made characters so far in it, and then tonight actually is our first real attempt at a campaign. So that should be interesting. That, that'll be discussed next week. Yes. Um, I, will, I wanted to give a brief... That's fine, yeah synopsis of it because this is what's going to tie into our next segment mm-hmm. directly so this uh my campaign is going to be based off of the j.s morin books uh twinborn chronicles which is a set of six books talking about uh a couple different worlds that get mixed up with each other um i'll talk about that more later but basically i'm having the whole group i'm having josh carl dan and dan back in as my players I'm forcing them into being magical roles, and of course, Carl breaks the rules and is playing a rogue. So, yeah. Okay. So he, he he's going to be at a severe disadvantage. Um, one of the things that I'm going to let you guys know about now, as a hint, I'm not going to stop playing the first major battle until one of the player characters are dead. Yep, you're going to have a PC death night one. It's going to feel good gonna feel real good um so it's going to have a similar if you have read the book it's gonna have a very similar path line as to what brannis took through the first three books or kairos more specifically but in brannis's shoes i'll explain that later um and from there also dealing with the mad tinker's daughter in the second three books it's kind of like that storyline as if it was one storyline it's gonna be weird lots and lots of portals um, so we're going to be doing that. Um, Josh, you're playing a illusionist, if I remember correctly, basically. Yes. It's a sorcerer based illusionist. Um, forest gnome. Yes. Uh, Carl's playing a tiefling, um, rogue. I think he's going to go, um, the spell thief at least. Dan Snow's playing a druid, and Dan Kelly. What is Dan Kelly playing? I don't remember what Dan Kelly's playing. But I'm sure it will be. Oh, no, he's playing a human. He's playing. He's actually playing a Solaran. His last name's Solaran, so y- you guys know what's going to happen with his character quite a bit. <laughs> um, I will be. Ha- the goal of this is to have them become immortals and deal with all of. The immortals and their glaive and all that shit too, so that should be pretty fun. Um, do we want to go right into the books from here? Sure. All right. Um, so the um J.S. Morin book, Twinborn Chronicles, and I'm also I have them on Audible, which I highly recommend. Um, I also am listening to Galaxy Outlaws one through sixteen point five. I think that's great. 16.5? Six, missions. Oh, missions. 1 through 16.5. That's interesting. Yeah, I know. I'm really interested <laughs> in that. Um, so, basically, 
the story of I, I i don't want to this could be a spoiler alert so you guys might want to skip to the outro if you guys don't want to hear about these two books because i'm talking about one and then josh will be um so i'm just gonna talk about twin board chronicles and because i'm still in the very beginning of galaxy outlaws i just want to give it out because it does sound very good so far i'm halfway through the second book right now um or section whatever you want to call them um the twin board chronicles follows a it starts off with two worlds one's a vaders which is all a magical world and then there is telluric no not telluric that's marvel's thing it starts with a t can't remember right now but this world which is like a piratish world era muskets and flintlock pistols are brand new um so it tails with uh, they're twin-born, so, like, when one sleeps, they see the other one's life, and when one sleeps, they see the other one's, and they grow up like that for a while. Um, and then, eventually, they swap places and have to deal with each other's worlds, and it turns out that the one that was from a regular world has a super strong, what's called a source, which is where they get their power from. He goes through all these trials and bullcrap, and they ended up, when they finally meet again, uh... I'm not going to ruin that ending, but it's <laughs> crazy how that turns out. And then Kairos is in the second book. Second series. And it's pretty good. Those follows the Mad Tinker's daughter, who comes up with these outrageous inventions and steampunk world, which is very cool. And they deal with that same middle world. And then Vagus gets pulled into it. It's very, very, very convoluted and lots and lots of flip, um, plot lines and story twists. I highly recommend it. I will also be having the party run into Rashan Solaran and dealing with him, however the party tries to deal with him. All right. So I've been reading Re Ready Player One. Um, I didn't know about this, so I started seeing ads for the movie. Mm -hmm. um, still wasn't that interested in reading it, I'll be honest. I didn't really know anything about it. Yep. Uh, it wasn't until I was listening to a different podcast, and they were talking about it, and I got interested in it. I, I had a credit for Audible. So I downloaded it, and I've been... I listened to it all day at work yesterday. Um, it, it's really interesting. So basically the premise is... It starts off... It's um, 2044. Um, it's a dystopian society. We've pretty much depleted um, our fossil fuels. Have destroyed, destroyed the planet. Mm -hmm. uh, people have basically had to move away from rural areas to move closer to the cities. Just, you know... Because fuel's no longer a thing. They can't, you know, get to work. Um, but that's not so much important. Um, the thing is, is... Um, the major thing is, is this thing called the Oculus. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's basically VR, full dive, almost. You get um, gloves and a visor set. And... You're in a virtual world, and there is countless worlds. There's countless planets. And mm -hmm. the thing is, this was founded by a guy who is very much so 80s stuff. He grew up in the 80s. And so his whole life was 80 references, and he got, you know, he would get upset if, you know, if you didn't understand his reference. Yep. But there's a line in the book that talks about if someone didn't understand one of his 80s references, and he fired the guy on the spot. Only for, you know, his business partner to, you know, hire them immediately back. And the other guy never even noticed that he was back. But 
So when they made these Oculus things, they sold them for a quarter. You know, old, you know, arcade machines quarter. That was, mm-hmm. They make their money through you teleporting from world to world costs money, and that's how they make their money from the game. Oh, okay. Um, but basically, you can do anything. In, in this, there's there's worlds based on D&D, there's worlds based on Back to the Future, anything. Anything. Um, what ends up happening is the guy that founded it dies. And he puts forth a challenge. He had nobody to take, he had no family what to speak of, so his billions of dollars is up for grabs. Inside the game, he hid three keys that will open three gates, and you have to complete said gates. Once the first person to find all three keys and complete all three gates gets Get. the money. He leaves hints. And the video he shows with doing this you, all, you get all his money, all his memorabilia. So, because everything is 80s references, all of a sudden, you know, you're in, you're in 2040 at this point, and everybody's, you know, studying up on 80s pop culture. So, all of a sudden, these, you know, people who grew up in the 80s, you know, you know in their, like, 60s and stuff, are seeing young kids walking around in 80s clothes and hairdos, and it, it's weird. Um... But basically what happens is I'm only at the point where he found the first key and it's supposed to have been five years since the dude died. And I honestly do not understand how nobody found the first gate quicker. What was the hint? um, Now, now to understand this, there is a planet that is... um, Because public schooling has become so bad Mm. or overrun... The Oculus has a school system. Okay. You put the glasses on and you go to this school. And there is one planet that is nothing but schools. Mm -hmm. And the hint had something you have much to learn. And nobody apparently in five years picked up on the line you have much to learn as being the gates on the planet with the freaking schools. I picked it up, and I'm terrible at riddles. I'm thinking I'm just overthinking it, you know, if it's that obvious to me, it can't be right. But no. It is that simple. <laughs> and I'm like, five years, nobody figured that one out? What? Yeah, that's disappointing. That was my one, one complete, I'm only about... So far. So far. I am five hours into this book, and it's a 15 and a half hour book. Also, as a disclosure, because it matters to me, I can't be the only one. It is narrated by Will yes, Wheaton. Yes, it is narrated by Will Wheaton, and like, I don't mind Will Wheaton, so that's it, it, that's that. He's the one, the one Will Wheaton fan. <laughs> <laughs> if you it, if you can't stand Will Wheaton, you probably won't like the audiobook. But I, he has I, a tattoo of him on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you can get past Will Wheaton's voice, definitely download it on Audible. Um, especially if you grew up in the 80s or whatever, or you still, you know, like, the... that's not too much of a, a spoiler. The The area for the first key is an old D&D dungeon from um, Temple of Horrors. Yes, Temple of Horrors is from D&D Advanced. 
right, which is one of the first expansions of it. And I believe that that particular mission was written by Merle Mervils. Merle Mervils. I can't pronounce his fucking name. I suck at this life. <laughs> All right, so, um, and it was actually credited as one of the first Underdark missions because of this whole expansion of the zombies with the mummies and the other undead. So that's just a little, a little tidbit about that that I think should be out there. Sound right? Sound right. Um, it, I do have to point out it is really funny to hear Will Wheaton talking about a Star Trek holodeck as not a real thing. Because, I mean, you know, he's still, you know, well, we, he's still uh, Wesley Crusher in your mind sometimes, and, you know, then he talks about the holodeck and how it's not a real thing. I'm like, you, but Wesley, you played on a holodeck. <laughs> what do you mean it's not real? Um, that's about it. Like I, like I said, if, you, if I really suggest it, I want to go see it. By the time I'm done with the book, I'll probably, it'll, I'm probably going to have to wait for it to come on to uh, Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Red box it. I feel like that should be a red box movie. Yes. I'll pay a dollar to see it. Um, but that that is what you know. Listening to this is what made me really want to do VR. So the thing that makes me want to get into VR and VR systems are the future is a anime called Sword Art Online. That's all I'm gonna say because those of you who know it are like, yes, I hundred percent agree. And those of you who don't know it are gonna go watch it, and then you'll say, I hundred percent agree. Because this is this is just technically VR. It's it's what the Oculus is, mm-hmm. except on steroids because it can you know while you're in the oculus you can access the internet actually there is a line that says it's so much so the words internet and oculus have become synonymous they're the same thing um like there's any any possible thing you can think of there is a world in the oculus you can go to and be in that because it is open source, it is free. Mm-hmm. So, if you have the know-how, you can create your own world. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, there's as many galaxies as there are. There are planets or worlds in the Oculus, yep. essentially. <laughs> um, you can play through movies as a movie character. Uh, it's just. It really, you know, made me want to do VR. That's pretty cool. Um, I think we should move on to plugs. plugs? I was just going to say that. Um, I am in the process of setting up a Twitch account. As am I. We are both going to start to be streaming. I'm going to be using the XSplit system that came through the um, Republic of Gamers and the Asus. They came together and did the whole package. Pretty cool. Um, I don't have a name yet for that, but I will be out there soon. I'll post it on the Facebook. But I'm I also still play League of Legends, so you guys find me Onion Knight, capital O N I O N, capital K N I G H T. Uh, find me on there. I'm always willing to play. I still am terrible. <laughs> um, also on Steam, I play a bunch of those games. Um, I'm Blue Dubair B A L L O U D A B E A R. So find me. Friend request me play games josh so my steam account is started to set up you can find me as 
uh, JD Doyle 90. Um, I should have that set up in about a week or so. I'm, I just downloaded the software this morning, so, and this morning being April 7th, 2018. Um, so that will be up soon. I will probably do a lot of Town of Salem on it, a lot of Fallout. Uh, I am rerunning through Doom, so I'll be on there with Doom. I'm hoping to be um, streaming mostly um, League of Legends, Fallout, maybe. Um, I'll be doing some Path of Exile. We might be doing some Warframe. That's some cool stuff, yes, too. Yes, we could do some Warframe. That's um, another game we never talked about. Uh, next episode. Yep. Um, my Steam account is Chevy Jeff Gordon. Um, like I said, I've already told you what games I typically play on Steam, but that is my name. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook page, yes. facebook.com forward slash geeksden. It is the same Facebook page. Um, we're going to start putting up more content onto the Facebook page. I, I enjoy um, communicating, communicating with some of you, like this most recent post from the other day. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, if you guys want us any in particular content that you want us to cover, always message us. Um, if you guys want to, um, I don't know, anything, I don't care. Figure it out. Send us info. Yep. You know what to do. All right. I will talk to you guys later.